Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about not taking your marriage for granted as none of us know how many days we have. And as we start today's show, I want you to listen to this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, life can change in an instant. Don't take anyone or anything for granted. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're talking about in today's show. But first, one of my most favorite parts, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And if you are brand new, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has experienced transformation. And this hug comes from an email message we received that starts with, I started listening to your podcast several weeks ago, and I've been hooked ever since. I listen to y'all almost every day on my long drive to work. My husband and I just completed the seven day challenge. So this is a, we did it. Yeah. And we are so encouraged by the results. We've been wanting to make a change and improve both the quality and quantity of our sex life. So we were open to giving this challenge a try and we're so glad that we did. It's easy for us to make excuses about being too busy or tired for sex. Even though we know that our physical intimacy is more important than anything else on our to-do list. During the challenge, we discovered that even when we didn't feel up for sex, once we got going, we ended up having a great time and feeling so glad that we had sex. Heck, I think that's that's for many of us. I mean, you got to get get going because that, that's where the, the breakthrough happens. Absolutely. Goes on to say, we also noticed what a huge difference it makes when we are both putting forth more effort to please each other. Keyword in that sentence, both. Mm-hmm. Sex is starting to feel more fun again and less like a chore. Knowing that we were in this challenge together affected more than just our physical intimacy. I noticed an increased emotional connection the whole day, not just the moments leading up to sex. My husband has started greeting me at my car door when I come home from work instead of barely acknowledging me as I walk inside while he's glued to his screen. Mm. This is just one example of the small gestures I've noticed this week. And we don't want our progress to stop with the challenge. So we're going to try the intimacy lifestyle next. Thank you for all that you do. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love it when folks jump from the uh, the challenge right into the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a great continuation. And you know, I think what this hug specifically demonstrates, one is that you can make a change and two, don't take things for granted. Mm-hmm. And you know, a little over a week ago, um, Kobe Bryant, the LA Lakers basketball player, his daughter and you know, former player, former player mm-hmm. and seven other people died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. And you know, over the last 10 years that we have been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage show, many celebrities have died. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't do a show for 10 years and not have celebrities die in Mm -hmm. that period of time. But we've never actually stopped to do a show on 
what the takeaways were from that, what we saw in the aftermath of that. And it's been really interesting to, to hear about Kobe Bryant, to hear about the others, the other adults that were, that were on that helicopter and their lives and who they were, because it wasn't just Kobe Bryant um, and the girls that were on the helicopter, but there was also John and Carrie Altabelli who um, he's the baseball coach from Orange Coast College up in Orange County. Uh, Christina Mauser, who was the basketball coach and a teacher and Sarah Chester, a mom of one of the girls um, and Mamba players. And then the pilot, Ara Zobayan. And, you know, in the aftermath of a tragedy like this, there's so much attention put on who those people are. And in this particular case, the, the relationships mm-hmm. that they had and, you know, no marriage is perfect. Um, but I've been reading a lot about Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant. And they've gone through their, they've gone through their times in the years that they've been married. Mm-hmm. They've, they've gone through a lot. Well, and that, that's a big part of their story. They've been, they would have been married almost, I think 19 years coming up this year. And, you know, yeah, they went through, you know, I mean, there was news reports. You could Google it. I'm I'm not going to go into their past. Just say like so many rocky stories, rocky seasons in their marriage. And, Mm -hmm. you know, something really stood out in, in all of the tributes that have been made, not just to Kobe Bryant, but to all of these adults. And that was, there was one video footage clip that we were watching um a sunday night after the tragedy occurred and it was video of the replay of kobe's last game yep and where he dropped 60 points yeah i mean crazy crazy ridiculous amazing basketball game but there was a scene that was captured on the video footage Mm -hmm. where he looks over to where his wife and his daughters are sitting and he just drops this wink of an eye Mm -hmm. and and so much was made in that day about the quality of his marriage, but it wasn't just them. I mean, we've been hearing about Christina Mauser and knowing, you know, what her life was like and, and Sarah Chester and what her life was like. And, and all of these are talking about the quality of, of their marriages and who they are. And I know, I mean, I don't know these folks individually, but I mm-hmm. do know the thing that kept coming out was that, that they really invested in their relationships. They were, they were, you know, spouses and parents and what, what kept coming up was just how intentional these people have been mm-hmm. in their lives to fight. And, and really what struck me and, and it's the whole you know title of the show is don't take your marriage for granted mm-hmm. because life is short. You know, Kobe was 41, you know, and, and much has been made of that age and you know, what would have been had he not died. But, but the reality is, is that he did. And yet I even saw somebody post the other day that, that his um, Instagram profile, and I went to it because they were talking about it. And you saw so many pictures of his wife and daughters. Mm. And yes, there were the basketball players and, you know, pictures of basketball and things like that. I mean, he is a former NBA star. Uh, but, but the reality is, is that there was so much in there about the family relationships mm-hmm. and specifically about his wife. And I read a lot of the tributes that over the years that he had posted to her about being his queen and, and, you know, he referred to his daughters as the princesses and, and just how cherished she was and how much she meant to him. And it really struck me that, that we can get into this place of complacency and taking our spouses for granted. We can get into this place of thinking, you know what, we've got so much time. Like, you know, I'm 45. I'm thinking I've got another 40, 50 years in me, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Kobe thought too, and, until a tragic accident. I, none of those people expected the outcome that Sunday morning when they were going to a basketball game. And so we can't be complacent that, to think that we've got all this time to make things right, that we've got all this time to, to do date nights, to have those conversations, to share our feelings, to have sex. Like we've got to actually be people that say, you know, I'm not going to take my marriage 
for granted. I'm not going to take this other person who's a gift. I'm not going to take you for granted. And, and I wish I could be behind the mics and, and I'm only going to speak for myself, not for Tony, to say that I've gotten this right for the last 23 years. But that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. There have been many seasons where I have taken what we have for granted, where I've thought, you know what, I'll just get to it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't need to have sex with Tony today. I'll just do it tomorrow. But we've had instances where, you know, there have been accidents, there's been illness, there have been these things that serve as a wake-up call. One of them, tragically enough, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think, it was probably almost 14 years ago. Yeah. When Tony's cousin, um, her husband went, it was in Las Vegas, Nevada, he went to Lake Powell with there some buddies for, for a weekend trip. Mm-hmm. And he drowned on that trip, leaving her behind with three kids and pregnant with their fourth. And I remember in that place of going, oh my gosh, like, like are we prepared? Have mm-hmm. we done everything that we can in our marriage to make sure that we're okay? If something, like nobody ever thinks that the inevitable is going to come, but the truth of the matter is, is that the inevitable is going to come. Yeah. We, we, we enter onto this earth and we will leave this earth mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point in time. We, we will leave this earth and it's, it's an interesting place to be because as Elisa brought up my cousin and her husband who passed, it, it just rocked us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is in his forties. Interestingly enough, I think you were at a Lakers game that night. Mm, it, you, you it was probably in, at a Clippers game. Okay. You were in LA. You were yeah. at a basketball game. Okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, it, it, this, these are the sort of things that we need to just take a step back and think about. I think, you know, Elisa brought up a, a, a number of things like what, what should we be doing and, you know, date nights and sex and all that. And, and for me, it almost gets a little bit granular. Like... Did I give Elisa a kiss goodbye as she left? Or was I just behind my computer or behind my phone? You know, those are the things that I, I begin to think about when we talk about these, these bigger, these bigger areas that, you know, oh, it's not going to happen. And, and yet it does every day. I, I saw a friend uh, recently posting on Facebook, one of his good friends passed young again, 40 ish. I think of my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad was 69, healthy guy, 69. Some of us are, you know, looking that down, you know, in the next few years. Some may be going, oh man, that's 30 years away. Yeah, they're married 42 years at that point in time. Dad should have lived another 20 years. You know, they they should have gone into their twilight years, you know, and did, and it doesn't matter what the age is. It doesn't. I think the bigger th- part of it is, are we truly all in? Mm-hmm. Are we doing what we got to do? And and sometimes I feel like, man, we're right there. Sometimes I feel like, no, we're not. The thing is that I do know is that I'm not going to stop just because something may not have worked out yesterday. Today, I can pick myself back up and go, oh, you know what? Elisa is leaving the house. Make sure to get up off your butt and go say goodbye to her. Give her a kiss. Give her a hug. You don't know. You don't know. Well, it's like that hug where, you know, that now the husband, you know, this couple's rekindled their intimacy on all levels. But now that husband's getting up and, you know, greeting his wife mm-hmm. when she comes home. I mean, what a, what a transformation there. And, you know, this week we asked all of you on Instagram, 
what your reaction was to the news of the deaths and what it made you think about in regard to your own marriage. And we got responses like, you know, every day with my spouse is a gift mm-hmm. or I'm blessed to be married to him or her. What we have is precious and I know that I'm cherished and, and my marriage is a safe place. And there were multiple responses that had a common theme of we've come so far in our marriage. We've, mm. we've come so far in, in restoring it. We've gone from low places to high places. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, it was so encouraging to read those responses, but there were others that, that I think we need to bring attention to in light of a tragedy like this, because others, first of all, Tony and I get behind these microphones every week. And I will tell you that we have not arrived at the perfect marriage. I don't expect that it will ever happen because I think we are a work in progress. I think all of us are a work in progress. And and as we listen to these next couple of comments, I just want you to think where you are today in your marriage, because some people said, you know what, I'm so lucky, but I need to be more intentional about showing my love, showing how important he or she is to me, right? Recognizing that, that you got a good thing, but maybe you aren't showing it on a regular basis, or I need to speak my feelings more openly. Somebody else said, I sometimes lose sight of all that I have to be thankful for. I need to say, I love you more. I need to be able to forgive quickly. And, and these are the statements that we, as the one family that we need to address, because I could definitely like look at all five of those and say, yeah, you know what? Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like there are times when I do all that and great tragedies are often that time to, to take action. We, we, we're in a place where we're motivated to make change. We're in a place where, where we can say, you know what, right now, like I am going to start doing this. And, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that it takes a tragedy to remind us not to take things for granted, but what an amazing honor and tribute to those that have, have died to say, you know what, I see who you were and I see what you accomplished and I see what that looked like in your life. And I'm going to take what I've learned about who you are and I'm going to honor you by creating the extraordinary in my own marriage. And so we want to talk to each and every one of you exactly how to do that. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As one of the comments that we got back said, um, it said, I can't believe how much our two lives 
have become one. And and like when I read that comment, I thought, oh my gosh, like, like that's at the end of the day, that's what marriage is. It is two lives becoming one. And and it speaks to all of those different areas that, that people addressed in their concerns. And it's, you know, how can the two of you further connect? How can you create unity? How can you demonstrate that this person that you said I do to in front of friends and family is so important to you? And one person said, you know what? I need to say I love you more. Hmm. And I think, you know, when we talk about baby steps and we often talk about baby steps on this show because it's never like, you know, bam, you know, here's the magic wand or the fairy dust and Mm -hmm. poof, everything has changed in an instant. Creating the extraordinary in your marriage is really about what you do consistently. What are the little actions that you do consistently? Yeah. And without one, I have a great, a great story with my dad. And, and this may be in, in your life as well. Maybe with your spouse, it may be with a parent who never said, I love you to you. And so for you to say, I love you, it, it's, it's difficult possibly, you know, or you, you know, you say it freely and yet your spouse doesn't reciprocate. And so, man, nine years ago now, I remember being in a place where I would, I, I was just like, my dad never said, I love you growing up ever. So I was at this place where I was just like, you know what, God, what do I do? And, and I remember just hearing, just tell him you love him. That's it. Nothing to come back. You know, nothing. Don't expect anything back. Just tell him that. And it, it took me a little while. But you know what? Once I got started, it's exactly what Elisa said, consistency. Every time my dad and I would speak and we would talk, gosh, two to three times, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And every time I get off the phone with dad, I just say, hey, I love you. And you know what? I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I took and had the courage to do that because time after time I said that to dad and he would just hang up the phone. Sometimes you don't want to get that. You know what? You're you're putting it out there and 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 you're just believing that your spouse, your parents, somebody somebody you care for is going to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't. And yet you stay committed to it. You stay committed to that. What can I do? A couple of years ago, that was our hashtag. What can mm-hmm. I do? Well, this was a point where I had to say, what can I do? And I kept saying, and, and eventually got to this point where we were about to hang up the phone. I told my dad, I said, hey, I love you. And quicker than I could, quicker than I could even blink an eye, dad said, I love you. And he hung up the phone and I was just so like, wow, had I given up after one or two times, it would never have happened. I don't know how many times I said, I love you to him. I don't. And luckily we had many years to say, I love you back and forth before he passed. And I, I just, I, I just, I think I'd be at a place where I'd be regretting had I never taken that step, that first start to just saying, hey, you know what? And there were even times when I'd forget kids were younger and I'd be running around. I'd be trying to get off the phone and, and he'd stop me and he'd remind me. So first thing at first, start, start. Mm-hmm. Don't, and be committed. Don't give up, you know? You, you, your spouse may just, they're going through their stuff. What can I do? What can I do? That's what you got to ask yourself. What can I do right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of us, you know, I won't say most, I I don't often use the word all because all and never and those types of words, often somebody's like, ah, not me. But every single person, all of us 
have a need to know that we are loved, whether we're able to voice that need or not. And, and so having having that courage and having that tenacity very much like Tony did, you know, when he said, okay, this is where I'm going to start, right? I'm, I'm going to start by saying three words. Well, I guess it was four if you add on the dad uh, at the end of it, but I didn't always say it. it, it the, the three were the most important part. I love you was the, the piece. Yeah. And, and so to, to step out and be consistent, because I will tell you sometimes in this thing called marriage, it's really easy to be like, you know what? I'm not getting anything out of this. They're not saying anything. And you're just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore. Keep going. If, if that's the launch point for you, keep going, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many repetitions, no matter how many times, because from there, like once you start saying, I love you, then the next thing that you need to do is you need to show your love, right? One person said, you know, I'm so lucky, but I need to be more intentional mm -hmm. about showing my love. So what are those actions that truly say, I love you to your spouse? What speaks to their heart? And you may not know, you may actually have to ask that question. How can I show you that I love you? What do I do that says I love you to you? Because here's the thing, like we're, we're inundated. We live in a, a time where we're inundated with words and words are important and words have the, the, so much power to create a shift, but we also want to see what's behind the words. And can I say something? Many of you are probably going, you know what? I know my, I know my spouse's love language and that's great because you're showing. That's a start. That's a really good place. And yet, are you really showing them how they want to be loved or how you want to be loved within the love language? So we did an, we did an episode, episode 522 is called Love Language. Mm. I'm going to encourage you to listen to that because I think that will help you. If, if you're in that place where it's like, well, I'm showing my love, but my spouse isn't reciprocating, it may be that you're showing your, your love to them on the way that you want to be loved. And so it's getting a little muddled up in there. Mm -hmm. So listen to episode 522. I'll also have a link here in the episode notes. And just piggybacking on what Tony said, you may actually be showing them love in what you think their love language is because you guys have done the quiz and, and whatnot, but it may be that they have a different interpretation mm. of how they need to be loved using that love language. So don't, it's like with anything in marriage, don't assume you know what's going on inside your spouse. Don't assume you know what actions speak love to them. Don't assume any of these things. Because I will tell you that what said, I love you to Tony, you know, 25 years ago when we first met, to what says, I love you to Tony today, different. not all the same. There are a few things that, are, that have been consistent. But for the most part, he's a different guy. Mm-hmm. And your spouse is growing and changing too. So you have to ask those questions. You have to have those conversations. How can I show I love you? And, and then it goes into this place of, well, how do we, how do we share our feelings? Right? When, when you're not taking your marriage for granted, you, the two of you are cultivating an environment where emotions and feelings can be shared in a safe and healthy way. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, well, I'm just going to dump all this on you because you know, you got to listen to me. It's no, what's that? What have we created? Marriage is a growing, living relationship, which means that things are being created. And what is that environment that you're being created? What are those things that you, that you need to share? Mm -hmm. we, we all have stuff. And, and I will tell you, even after being married to Tony for 23 years, there are still days when I have to like check myself and go, have I actually told him what I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, am I just holding it in and, you know, maybe wrecking a little havoc with my attitude? And, and, and it all happens here. Believe me, it, it's an ebb and flow of life. 
right? There are days when she'll do that. There are days when I do that. That's why we go out on our walk and talks. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we make sure that there's time. You know, the show for us is basically our communication. It's our emotional intimacy each week. Some people ask like, well, how do I get to where you and Elisa and how you guys talk and, and you can express yourselves? Well, we've been able to do it now for 10 years. We take a half an hour. Now it's an hour once a week because we, we record two episodes in, in a day and we, we communicate with one another. And really my, my prayer, my hope for you is that the podcast that you're listening to right now just becomes that springboard Mm -hmm. for you and your spouse to talk for 15, 20, 30 minutes, you know, about this topic. How do we take each other for granted? Where have we done it? Where have I done it? Where, like, be real. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because Elisa can say that. And and you know what? She says that during, during a show. And I'm like, yeah, I've I've been there too, honey. And, And everything that came, that I was thinking about before I walked in here behind the microphone, just sort of melts away because we're having a conversation about our life and our marriage. And so, you know, you're taking that step. What are you really talking about though? Because this is our intentional time. This and our walk and talks. This is our intentional time. We make sure that these are the topics we want to talk about. These are the areas that we need to discuss. Walk and talks, very intentional. The rest of the week, hey, it could be the laundry and the kids and, and the cars breaking down and tires being needed to rotate and, and having to go see a doctor for this or do it. And yet we have these moments each week where we don't take our marriage for granted. Small. And when you think of the 168 hours we have in a week and yet so, so much power behind them that allows us to go, ah, all right. We're on the same page again this week. Let's go. You know, you just brought up something that I hadn't even thought about in preparing for this show. And it's that, you know, so often people get into this place when, when they think about not taking something for granted where, you know, you've got to be all in full bore 100%. And and you mentioned the 168 hours a week. And I thought, you know what? I don't think that I fall into that category where 168 hours of the week, I am not taking you for granted. But I do know that because of those moments where we're intentional, that, that because we've, we've been deliberate about putting enough of those together in a week and enough is going to vary from couple to couple. Yeah. Like, I don't know what your enough is to be in that place, but, but I don't feel like we live in this place like we used to. Where so often I'd be like, he just takes me for granted. You know, all I'm here to do is take care of the kids and do the laundry. But instead. Oh, you're not here to do that? (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's different now. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) It's different. You don't gripe. Well, you still gripe about the laundry. But but it doesn't have to be this all-consuming, you know, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's more about. Are you putting enough of those moments together? Are you saying, I love you? Are you showing your love? Are you sharing your feelings? And then, and then the last action step is really looking at, are you developing the ability to both express your thankfulness and to express forgiveness? 
Mm. Right. Because it's one thing to talk about your feelings and what's going on with you, but it's a whole nother thing when you get really vulnerable with somebody and, and you let them in and you start telling them that you're thankful for them. You're thankful that they're in their life. Or if you've had conflict or disagreements or disappointments or hurts or whatever it is to be like, what does it look like for us to walk through this thing called forgiveness? What does it look like to extend forgiveness? What does it look like to receive forgiveness? Because when those pieces come together and all of a sudden, you're not taking the other person for granted. Mm-hmm. You're building those moments into your week. You're saying, you know, we are going to be intentional. We're not going to just talk about the surface stuff all the time. I'm not going to tell you how I feel. Like you're saying, you know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to do this thing called marriage for different. We're going to do it differently. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of you, you know, this, your hashtag is dream again. And I would say that for so many you need to you need to dream again. You need to dream about what you want that marriage to look like. And then you need to work backward on what are those actions going to be that take you to, and I've said it many times on the show, how do you get to be the 90-year-old couple with a cane and a walker holding hands, knowing that you are still living your best marriage? Yeah. And if you need help with that, sorry to interrupt on you, but if you need help on that and you haven't picked up our Dream Again Marriage Guide, pick it up. Because that's what it's there for, to help you to walk through that, to begin to dream again. And if you haven't, pick up our, our Dream Again Marriage Guide. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash dream card. Get that. Go through it. Join us at one of the One Marriage Conference events that we co- have coming up this year. My goodness, this is what our whole theme is about and to help you unlock those dreams so you can take it through 2020 and beyond. And I just want to say, you know, I mean, again, this has been a, a, a week of a couple of weeks now of reflection on these people's lives and whatnot. But, you know, for each one of us listening to this show, when you get to the end of your life, what are people going to say about how you loved? What are they going to say about how you poured into people? What are they going to say about you? And, and what can you do right now to influence what is said about you in the future? Yeah, bit of a heavier topic today, and yet I think it's one that we need to have as couples. We we need to we need to have that that little kick of like, wow, where am I? What am I doing? It's a little check, and we both hope and pray that you take this and you go sit down with your spouse, sit with down with yourself even, and just determine, you know, what are you gonna do? What are you going to begin saying? What are you going to begin sharing? Where are you going to open up? Where are you going to, you know, share thankfulness and release unforgiveness? Because, you know, forgiveness will set you free. Believe me, I've done it many a times and continue to have to do it at times. We love you guys. We know you're not taking your marriage for granted. And yet, what can we do today to make our marriages extraordinary? For when that time does come, we take our final breath, our spouse takes our, our, their final breath, we can, we can slide into home plate. You know, we can take off our gear knowing we did everything we could. We did everything we could to love our spouse fully, 100%. Not all the time, but we know we love them and they loved us. Love you guys. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we can't wait to talk to you and see you next week. Love you guys. <laughs>